All right, y'all, here we go. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. As always, we're going to have a very riveting conversation tonight. So there's a lot happening in the world. Um, I know it, you know it, we know it. You know, there's a lot going on, right? Um, and, you know, it's very interesting that while we're seeing all this suffering, that is nothing new to Gaza. Unfortunately, we still have black and brown people who are not um, quite convinced that we should get involved. And then we have black and brown people who do get involved, but then somehow we don't get as represented as we should be. You know, this is something that we've spoken about a few times now on this show because the problem is, is that whenever something becomes, you know, it happens that the woke white folk who, you know, they, they want to show that they're down with the cause. They want to show that, you know, they they with it. They got this, you know. So it gets it gets really interesting. That's the word I'll say. And so what happens is, is that we have these big movements. Now, when I say we, I'm, you know, referring mainly to Connecticut because we can't seem to get it together over here. We see all these big rallies and protests happening now in places and spaces that otherwise you wouldn't normally see something like that, right? Like, you know, you have places like Texas where people are coming out in droves, people from all backgrounds, people, you know, ages, races, you name it, they're coming, right? And they're all coming out in solidarity and they're coming out in droves, right? So how is it that we can't seem to get this together here in Connecticut? What's going wrong? I think myself, I, I think that it's not just a thing. I think that it's a few things. And I don't think Connecticut is the only state, but I'll speak to what I know, right? And what I can relate to. Um, I feel like a big part of the problem is we wait for the white people to get that approval sometimes. There's, there's different layers to this shit, right? We have the part where we wait for the whites to get up and, you know, do something. And then we say, okay, if they could do it, we could do it. And then there's the part where we're not so convinced, right? We, we seem to like, I don't know, we don't seem to want to buy in too quickly. And I could get that to a certain extent. And I'll tell you why. Because when you see all these different movements happening, and then you see like something becomes a big, big deal. And then you see like white people co-opting everything. It's very, very, very discouraging. Now what adds to that, so folks know, is when not only are we not like included in the planning, but then we are, you know, selected, right? Certain ones of us are selected to represent the rest of us, right? And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in different spaces and places, you know. This is not just to like companies or, you know, grassroots orgs or whatever. I mean, this happens, right? It's just like this peer thing. So Manny, I was just prefacing with, you know, talking about tokenization, right? And the fact that it happens everywhere. It happens on the job. It happens in the movement. It happens in legislation. It happens in different ways and spaces, right? And some people say, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? We have black and brown representatives. That's nice. That's very lovely. However, don't come to me when you want us to look like we're in the room. We should have been in the room already. Now, Manny, I'm going to hand over the mic to you because you're the reason why we're coming back this way, not only because of what you said on Sunday, which was big, right? Because I think people forget the youth are get they, they get tokenized the most, right? Like something becomes a thing and then all of a sudden remember, oh, yeah, let, let's make sure the children have a voice. But we forget that they were there the entire time. You want to just kind of like start off with kind of 
given a general idea of what you spoke on on Sunday and then just go go with it after that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, on Sunday, right, when the topic of tokenization came up, um, you know, I recalled how uh, at first doing the political work and activism work and, you know, just community work that I've done over the years, right? In the first few years, um, I mean, I was completely oblivious to it, right? I didn't know really what tokenization was or what it looked like, right? Um, and it wasn't until recent years that looking back at my own uh, endeavors, right, the things that I've done uh, and the way that they were done, I realized that I became, uh, you know, uh, one of the people who fell to tokenization, right? Uh, I was I was absolutely tokenized for various <laughs> things. Um, and, you know, so as I began to explain that, you know, uh, tokenization in and of itself uh, knows no boundaries, knows no limits, and quite literally... People will use anyone they can for that purpose, right? So, you know, so that, that was my summary on Sunday, right? Um, but, but yeah, let's, let's go into it. So, you know, as I said right in the beginning, I mean, here I was. I was this, you know, 12-year-old, 11, 12-year-old uh, Hispanic kid from an inner city, right, um, who just knew uh, uh, how to speak just a little bit at the time, right, uh, and was very passionate about a lot of social justice issues. Um, and so, you know, to anyone who was in that field, right, of social justice, activism, right, community, uh, engagement, all that. I mean, I was something that they wanted, right? And so, you know, I began doing speaking engagements, uh, being invited to different events, right? Being sought after by different organizations, right? And again, at the time, it was like, whoa, look at, look at all these people who want to put me on the platform, who want to speak to me, who are, you know, extending gratitude and appreciation towards me. Wow, this is amazing, right? Because, again, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic kid from an inner city, uh, born in New Haven, but grew up in Trenton, New Jersey. So I, uh, I grew up in a gang family, right? Um, and, you know, my destiny very much was uh, pretty much prison, right, or, or the grave. So this new dynamic, right, this new environment of, like, people wanting me and people applauding me and giving me all this validation and, and we want you to be here, we want you to be included in this and that. I mean, it was like... Yes, like this, this is amazing. Why would I say no to any of this? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, that went on for a couple years, right? Um, and, you know, no, no uh, foresight, right, into what actually was happening, right? Uh, then I got older and, you know, obviously and honing my craft and becoming much more experienced and, you know, learning the actual behind the scenes actions of a lot of these things. Right. Uh, and, and my intellect is reaching far and wide. You know, the 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 person or not even person, the really the kid, because that's how they saw it. the kid that they had met, 
right? And that they were able to just bring from place to place and then you go here and talk about this and whatever, whatever, right? Um, that was no more, right? Because now I had developed a consciousness and I began to see things for what they were, right? And here's what I mean. People are like, oh, what are you talking about, Manny? Well, let me tell you. Let me give you some examples, okay? When I was passionate about a certain issue, right, and I wanted to, you know, make an event around it or I wanted to uh, include it in a speech, right? Listen, let me tell you, I had to draft speeches, okay, send it to... I'm not gonna name names, not naming names of you know people or organizations, but <laughs> send it to a certain person in a certain organization before the actual event so that they can approve it. Okay, I'm not joking. I'm not I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up at all. So they can approve it, make sure that nothing is being said that shouldn't be said, and that all the points are right. And, you know, and align with the message that they want to do. I'm not joking. Right. And so the specific, I'm going to talk about a specific instance. I had made a draft of a speech, right. Uh, touching on an issue that I'm very, very passionate about here in New Haven. Right. Uh, as it particularly pertains to New Haven. And I included certain things. You know, I'm anyone who knows me, I'm a very honest person, right? So my honest opinion and thoughts were in it. And I sent that out to them, and they sent it right back to me, like without hesitation. They sent it right back, and they're like, no, you can't say that. This, this, you know, this is, this is not going to help us. Uh, this, it, you're saying this to the wrong person. We need that person on our side. I'm not joking. And I was like, wow. Right. So here's this realization kicking in, you know, on the fact that on the public side of it, right. To all the people who will be seeing, you know, the speech when it comes out, right. As I'm doing it as any of the other speakers are doing it, right? All you see is us speaking. And what you think is, you know, uh, all from us, right? But not knowing that it quite literally was censored, you know? And, like, it really was a back-and-forth process on what I could say and what I couldn't, Right? So, you know, so, <laughs> but nonetheless, right, because here, here's what my thought. This is where tokenization comes in. Here's my thought. If you disagree with my thoughts, I mean, they had quite the speaker list, right? P number of people on it. Well, you can just say, you know what, Manny? I don't think this speaking engagement is going to be right for you. And fine. And I know, you know, this is days before the event. The speaker list hasn't even come out yet. No one will even know that I'm supposed to be speaking. So easy. I, you know, I don't have to be part of the event. But no, you still want me to be part of it. Why? Because I am this young Hispanic male from the inner city who had, by that time has had a reputation of being at these engagements and, and, you know, being very active in the community and on these issues, right? And so it'll absolutely look good for the whole movement, right, if I'm there front and center still delivering thoughts, but just delivering them in a filtered way, right? So... Yeah, that tokenization, listen, it runs deep. It runs deep. There is so much that's involved in it. There's censorship. There's, you know, filtering. There's, you know, don't worry about that issue because it's not so important to us as this issue. Mind you, both issues are affecting the marginalized community, right? 
But they literally tell you, they told me, don't focus on that issue. Just don't even worry about it. <laughs> We're focusing on this one, right? Oh, you want to make an event about that? Why? Why would you? These are the things that were said to me over the years, right? Manny, so, you know, I'm listening and I'm <laughs> cringing because bless your heart, man. Because, you know, everything you're saying, not to cut you, but to cut you, that's the kind of shit that would discourage me. Like, why would I? What yeah. kept you going then? What kept you going? Because I don't see how anybody could tolerate that shit. Yeah. I think that anyone who thinks that that was cool, you lost your fucking mind. There's no way. I'm curious, real quick, if you don't mind, Manny. Yeah. Three fifths, what do you think about what he's saying? It's true. It's true. It's true. Tokenism. Well, in my hood, we call it uh, the gatekeeper. <clears throat> Same thing as tokenism. They'll put, they'll put these gatekeepers up. I don't know if you saw that, uh, I was going to call you, um, saw that article in Independent where it's like Elica, all the, all, the, all the Negroes out there, and it ain't a shock, but if you saw it, if you didn't go back and look at it, you see some people in the pictures, straight up tokenism, pure straight up tokenism. It exists. It does, and it happens, and, you know, I started off today by saying, you know, it's not just in one place, either. Right. It, it, it's everywhere. Like, look at what you're saying. It's in the New Haven Independent. Right. OK. Oh, look at this. Dems double down on four year terms. Is that the one you're talking about? And look, look, look in the corner. Now. We're going to call names. You can, but look in the corner. Oh, I see him. That's I see him. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what happens. We show up when we're summoned. Right. We this is what I started off by saying. We wait for the white people to say go and then we come. And I was also talking about the fact that this is why we don't see in Connecticut the type of turnout to these rallies that you see in New York and other spaces. Because unfortunately, even in the movement, you have groups that are co-opt and everything. Look at what Manny just said. Right? This kid's not in office or anything yet, right? But, he, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to you, Manny, and I'm pissed the fuck off because I, you, you know why I'm mad. Because this is like, what was the point of asking him to come and speak then? It would be one thing if I said to you, listen, Manny, I want to make sure that, you know, it goes smoothly. You want, you want us to look at it together? Or if you came to me and you said, do you want to proofread this real quick? That's something. Well, why would I ask you to see? But this is this is the thing, right? Let me let me just take that back because I could see three fifths just shaking his head in the corner. See, because that's what I would do. I would not have censored you. I would have said, "All right, let's see what you got. Read through it." If I saw, like, actually, what I would have done, I would have proofread it for that purpose. I would have proofread it just to see, like, if there's any way I could improve anything, which I probably wouldn't need to. But you understand the point that I'm trying to make, yeah. right? This this right here, I mean, I don't know how you dealt with that. I mean, I commend you because to me, that's the kind of thing that's so off-putting. Yeah. It's such an uncomfortable position to be in. So you said that, you know, over the years you started, you know, what made you look back and realize like what was going on? What was what caused that? Was it like a particular incident or just in general? I mean, I think I think it was after a few consecutive incidents, right? Um, and and just the way that interaction started happening, right, with me, um, in recent years, um, you know, as I, you know, expanded my work across the state, right? Um, before, I mean, when I first started out, it was pretty much just New Haven. Right. And then as the years went on, I mean, I was going to all these different cities around the state, you know, doing doing a lot of the things that I was doing. And I think after seeing a pattern of that, right, it, it made me just stop one day. And and I had to ask myself, because you're right, I mean, it is very discouraging, right? It's like I here I am. Everyone who knows me knows I, I'm a very passionate person. So when I'm set on something, I mean, there is practically 
nothing, you know, that you can do to get me off of it, right? Um, but here I was, you know, sitting at home one day, and it's kind of just one of those moments where you start reflecting on where you're headed, right? But before I could look at where I was headed, I had to look at, well, what have I been doing, right? And and what has that been like? And I was just sitting there and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I I realized that, listen, there there is no mistaking that I am good at what I do. I am good at public speaking. I am good at organizing. I am good at politics. Right, that is something I've worked endlessly on for years, right? But somehow there were these other entities, so I'm going to call them, that were very much coming to me throughout the years and using me and my skills to further their agenda. All right, I had to say something. See, this is that bullshit. This is that bullshit. And I'm sorry that happened to you. That's what I want to jump in and say, because that's fucked up, right? I mean, you know, three-fifths says it all the time. You have it in you. You know, something you just said there, I just want to jump back to, the fact that, you know, people ignore, just like we as older beings, you know, older individuals, right? I, I have my moments of reflection. What the fuck made you think that they don't have theirs? I just want to ask three fifths. What you thinking in the corner there as he's talking? I think, well, what I do like is he was sharp enough to pick up on it. Hell fucking yeah, man. This kid right here. He was sharp enough where some people would have picked up on it. And they would have been like, a yes, a boss, you know, something. Like the people we've seen in New Haven Independent. Keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, and let me tell you, because he picked up on it, those people in that room ain't dumb. That's probably why they won't invite him back. Right. <laughs> See, they, they see, right. They, they know. They watch you. Well, this is why I would say with Manny, yes. Correct. And that's why I'll say with him in particular, Manny, your aptitude for that was was excellent. Like I, I'm saying it openly. I don't know if I would have at that at your age. I don't know if my mindset, you know, and you see it happening, right? I don't know how people don't see this happening. You see, like kids get involved and then they disappear, but nobody seems to wonder why. And listen to what he's saying, you know. And I could firsthand also say that when he no longer wanted to go along. They came for him. What the fuck? It's just the same way they're throwing bombs at them little kids in Gaza. We have a fascination with controlling our kids, right? Like, I'm not saying your kids shouldn't have discipline and all these other things. I don't think that's what I'm saying. I know that's not what I'm saying. I know that's not what Three Fifths is saying. What we're saying is, is that you got to give them the room to be creative. I remember in the midst of covid three-fifths. One of the things you kept suggesting nobody seemed to think made sense was the idea of the outside classroom. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember, right. And, and I remember, correct. And that was for more so for the little kids because they need to be outside. They need, it was never meant, I mean, the idea was, for those who are curious, he proposed to members of the Board of New Haven Board of Education, let's do outside classes. Everybody can't be inside. It's not making sense. And just so folks um, who are not in New Haven know, New Haven, Connecticut in particular, nothing was done to improve the schools. I, I mean, the schools still look like prisons to me, right? And, you know, I, I'm listening to Manny you know, I'm listening to you, Manny, and I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm getting pissed off because you could have very well, what's angering me is that if you didn't have the intent in you, if that makes sense, you could have very well said, fuck it. 
right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You could have said it because I would have been mortified, you know, because why are you handing in things to get reviewed? What the fuck is this? Did they give you a grade? (laughs) 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 I'm just asking. I'm so sorry. Like, just so you know, amongst us, we embrace your creativity. I see it on purpose so folks get it. We're not always going to agree, right? But it doesn't mean that in the midst of that, we wouldn't find or come together with some really stellar ideas and suggestions, right? Yeah, of course. So, all right. So that happened. Have you noticed it happening again, particularly amongst your folk recently? Do you see this happening? Is it something that happens now and again? Like, could you give folks an idea? Right. So, so <laughs> after that reflection point, right, and, and and then asking myself, well, how do I make sure this doesn't happen again, right? Or at least mitigate it to as much as much as I can. That's in my control, right? Um, because I think there definitely will be times that uh, even even in me creating a event by myself. That itself can be seen as tokenization just because of a certain topic being covered or whatever, right? So, but how can I control that myself? Um, I definitely had to distance myself from from a couple, you know, of these entities. Um, and and like you said, I mean, I was absolutely faced with backlash. Um. You know, and questions why, and you know what what's going on, and are you okay, right? I mean, literally, <laughs> they made it seem as if I was going through some midlife crisis, um, and you know, uh, me being well, just as clever as I am, I was like, oh, you know, I just have other things to focus that on. That shit in life is right so now. <laughs> corny. It's so corny because attempts have been made to, you know, I'll say it. It happens to to most of us. Some of us don't go along, and some of us buy into the hype and then posing pictures in the mm-hmm. New Haven Independent, right? Like the one that's there today with Dusted Elicur. Um, So that being said, it's it's really annoying because I've also faced the backlash, yeah. and that's the part that nobody likes to hear about. Right. Right. They don't like to hear about that shit. Like you were supposed to be a good Negro. You were supposed to be a good little Latino boy. How dare you not mm-hmm. push the agenda I just gave you? What is wrong with you, Manny? Right, right, right. What is wrong with you? And then I don't know if this happened to you too, but I love what you just said with the people. They're acting like, you know, you went through like something. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right? But what about the ones who said they were your friends? Ooh. Oh. Come on. Oh. Oh, listen. When I decided to, you know, really take charge of my own journey, right? Uh, And so separating from a few entities, the ones who for years, right, uh, I deemed to be like the closest to me because, geez, I mean, every which way I looked, they were there, you know, full support, many a thousand percent you know anything we can do we're gonna do it for you right i mean like you would think they're their blood related family right um and when i decided to take upon my own journey right whoa i mean it, it went from many the most amazing person ever to many how could you Manny, what is wrong with you? Manny, um, did you even think about this? <laughs> or Manny, how could you do this? Right. And mind you, it was, we're not talking about this is like after consecutive absences or this is consecutive, you know, days and months uh, or even years of like no contact. Or No, this is after like, me just saying in literally these words 
I'm just going to take a break. I was just about to say that. I was just <laughs> about to ask you, did, is, is that what you said? Because yep. there were times when I just did the Michael Jackson and Moon walked out of it. You understand? I had different experiences. So I'll, I'll share quick. Um, mine were, I refused to get down with the program, so I'm a problem now. So I lose a job for that, hmm. you know, or people lose interest, you know, in general, not just jobs, but in general, just when the minute you say something, the minute you point something out, the minute you, anything you do, right? So I get the label and I have the label and I know I do of being a bitch, of being bossy, of being um, all kinds of things. I mean, I could go on and on forever. And that's because, and I'm, now I'm referring to the movement now, movement wise, if I don't call her, I, I don't get, I don't get to participate. Mm -hmm. You see that? And people need to hear that because it doesn't just happen in one avenue. It happens on the job. It happens yeah. in the politics. It happens everywhere. And it needs to fucking stop, right? Because what ends up happening is, yeah, Manny and I, three-fifths, we stayed. But guess how many people we probably would have still had, right? Yes, yes. Have you seen that? Because I've seen that over yes. the years. I've seen it. I've seen people get discouraged. Yeah. And they end up, you know, they end up just losing interest, Yeah. you know, and I was started off the part by saying, you know, today's episode, you know, part of the problem with us not getting the same turnout at these rallies, like we see in places like New York and Texas, Chicago. I mean, some of these places, people have to realize if people in Texas, in my opinion, you're talking about where all those border crossings happening, but yet people were walking side by side for Palestine and y'all can't get your shit together here. Come on. Come on. Yeah. You know, and then you invite us to your thing and you treat us like you give us like directions. Mm -hmm. When you, you see what I'm saying? Like the gatekeeping is real. The tokenization happens everywhere. Yes. And it's an insult because they think that people don't pay attention because that's the other part too, right? Like whether it's as public facing or not, well, more so, let me say, wait, more so the public facing, like in your situation, you are very public facing, right? So I would imagine there were people present because I knew I had a couple of times when I saw you out there and I was like, what are they doing? What the, f <laughs> what they're doing? <laughs> like, the fuck are they doing you know because you could see that you weren't like really like into it like you could tell when yeah. somebody not you see what i'm saying and that's not because you didn't want to be there but you could i got the impression that all right some over there just not sitting right some not sitting right you yeah. know and you know you would do your thing and you would move along you could tell you could tell when somebody is not encouraged right and we see that happening more and more now right like now people are interested in palestine so here we go here we go again right so let me ask you a question manny mm -hmm. um what do you think about us getting tokenized do you think that we just do not value our representation or or do you think that we're so mentally enslaved that we don't realize you know or see it or both or neither or something else <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's my take on it, right? And this is, again, like what I had realized about my tokenization was a lot of black and brown people, right? Again, we, we come from inner cities or we come from backgrounds where, you know, growing up uh, as children, even as teenagers, even as young adults, right? Uh, well into, you know, people's 20s, um we often live lives where we don't get acknowledged. We don't get recognized. We don't feel appreciated. We don't feel valued, right? We're just kind of trekking along, facing trauma after trauma, or just, you know, boredom after boredom, or just very just bland life, right? Um, and never actually feeling special or unique or having someone to believe in us, right? So that one day, right, that someone comes up to us and they're like, hey, 
you know, you are amazing for this, this, this reason, or hey, you want to be part of something amazing and, and get recognition about it or be acknowledged and valued. And, you know, once those things start getting put to us, right? I mean, there's no one, practically no one who would refuse that. Okay. And I mean, again, this, this goes to, Basic psychology 101. People who don't believe it, go search it up if you want to. Go Google it, right? No, it's true. Um, it's true because if you didn't have this sense of belonging anywhere else, right? Like, look, here's a good example. And three-fifths, feel, feel free to chime in. I feel like when we look at our celebrities, right? Look at what happened to Britney Spears. I know this girl wrote a whole book. Yes, I had to pay attention to the white people messiness. And she exposed Justin Timberlake, which doesn't surprise me. Because he exploited our mu our music, he did, right? One minute he white, one minute he black. He he have his hair in, in cornrow. Next minute he talking like he black. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Go sit somewhere, right? But Britney was tokenized for being the good bad girl. You know what I mean, Manny? And it's like, look at how that turned out. So you see what you're talking about is a real, real thing. And she, in her messy book, she actually admitted she was tokenized. Yeah. Look at that. No, it happens. It is. It, yeah. And so, you know, so you gain that one experience, right? Where someone comes up to you, makes you feel valued, whatever. Now imagine that those experiences start multiplying, right? And they go on for days and weeks and months. And I'm different, you know, and now they're coming from different places, right? And different people, right? And you're just feeling valued and valued and valued and special and, and applauded, right? <clears throat> In your mind, right? Again, basic psychology 101, people. You're not going to really sit there and ponder why you're not because you've gone how x amount of time without it right so the brain this is neuroscience the brain starts to crave it right and just want more and more and more of it okay and so yeah a lot of times you won't realize you're being tokenized you won't you won't have the slightest idea in fact it can go as far as someone will point it out to you. Someone can lay it flat right in front of you, right? Tell you exactly how you're being tokenized. And even then, you won't accept it. You won't accept that that's a reality. Why? Because it means that everything you have experienced that you thought was positive, was all, there was a hidden agenda behind it. Right. And cognitively, the way your brain perceives that, that doesn't make sense. Right. So, yeah. So I, I, I think it's, you know, X amount of time of a person not feeling special and valued and appreciated. Right. And then that one experience and every experience that doubles and triples and quadruples after that. Right. They become completely oblivious to any notion of tokenization. I think that's absolutely what happens. Hell yeah. That was a great explanation. Thank you. Three-fifths, I want to get your thoughts on that, and I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like tokenization plays a role, particularly here in Connecticut, and how we are responding to what's happening in Gaza? Oh, yes, yes. See, what it is, when you see, for example, I noticed something. There's never tokenism used when people speak about Gaza. That's the graphic speaking. Let's do a count. How many of the black and Latino caucus of the border ballers and even in Hartford have gave a, a decision who they supported? Are you supporting? I put it on the Facebook page. Are you, are you supporting? Who are you supporting? Palestine or Gaza? No reply back. Notice back, none of them. But when it came to Ukraine, they jumped in front of the mic, tried to walk over each other. Get behind Chris Murphy and, 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 and Bloomberg. You mean like how they're standing with him in the New Haven Independent today? Of course, yes. See? Yes. 
Just today they did it. Sometimes Sambos. Our, fir our first black. You ever notice that I'm sick and tired of that our first black? Yep. That person's record before you put him in. What's their record? Right. Right. I don't mind the first person, but tell me what their record is in this month. Facts. Right? Facts. Money. I want I want us to go back to Gaza for a second. So now there's a call for people and you know, Black and Brown United in action is definitely supporting us to boycott companies which are supporting the IDF. What role does tokenization play in that, if any? And why should Black and Brown people support that boycott or should they not? Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely tokenization when it comes to, uh, you know, big corporate entities, right? Because again, you, you don't want to seem one, you don't want to seem like an enemy. And two, you don't want to seem like you're disrupting such a, a huge entity, right? Like you, you don't want that spotlight to be on you. Uh, you know, the, and I'm talking about like the average person, right? The average psyche of a person. Um, and so where that tokenization comes in is you know, you'd rather be a supporter than a disruptor. You know, um, and so a lot of times when there's these calls for boycotting and protesting, you know, these really big corporate entities, people are like, well, <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I'd rather not. I'd rather not be under that spotlight of disrupting such a big corporate entity. Right. Um, and I probably don't even think of it in that kind of phrasing, but you know, somewhere along the lines. Um, so, you know, so there's definitely that tokenization, right? Because, again, you want to seem like good old supporter, you know. You love uh, McDonald's, you love Pepsi, you love, you know, all these other entities. Uh, so you want to stay in their good graces. Um, even though, realistically, they know absolutely nothing about you. Okay, but that's a whole different thing. Um, so, second part, right, which you asked me, uh, should people be supporting these uh, boycotts? Well, again, you know, I, I think I think it comes down to um, your your own particular conviction, right? Um, you believe in this movement, right, and you are saying to yourself. You know, what can I do? How can I help? Or you've been to these rallies and these marches and stuff. Well, this is this is the next step. This is the next, you know, line of action. You know, it didn't just stop with marches and rallies. That's where it started. Okay? Uh, if you're going to be in a movement, you know, you have to be there for step one, two, three to the end. So... You know, now that there's been this call for boycotting uh, these entities, right, these corporate entities that are uh, very well financing and helping, you know, uh, the conflict over there. Um, again, if you're saying you're a supporter of, you know, uh, Palestine and, and you want to uh, help them and you want to do everything you can, well, here we go. Here's the action plan that's been laid out to you, right? Is boycotting these corporate entities. Um, now, obviously, that can go with saying, like, people could find difficulty in doing that because a lot of, you know, the list, I looked at the list myself of the, you know, <laughs> different entities, um, and so many of them are, like, daily uh, entities, uh, entities that are part of our daily lives, right? And so people are like, dang. I don't, I don't know about anyone else, but I was like, dang, them too? <laughs> like, even I was surprised as, as some of them, right? Um, so I can, I can recognize that people have difficulty doing, uh, you know, boycotting some of them. But again, 
uh, any fight that doesn't require sacrifice, right? You have to ask yourself, what kind of fight is it? Okay? So if you really are in this for the fight, if you really are in this for the cause, there are sacrifices that have to be made. You just have to ask yourself, how far are you into this fight? How how committed are you? Right? Are you committed enough to wanting to see peace and justice, whatever that looks like for you, to make those sacrifices? Sometimes, hey, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes some people aren't. No, you, you're you right. You have to recognize that. You're right. I mean, I saw the list too. Some, you know, weren't surprising, right? Because particular ones, the three main ones really would be Starbucks, McDonald's, and Disney. You know, because um, I was watching another pod where this was discussed, um, you know, a Muslim-based one. And folks said, you know, some of the stuff they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, shake because they had to, they had to live. However, it was also shared that, you know, there are ways you could do it. You know, we don't have to get McDonald's, right? We could cook our own fries. No, sorry, excuse me. Um, bless me, saludos, whatever. But um, however you identify. So the thing is, is that if you could stay away from McDonald's, Starbucks, or you money cracking up. I know allergies, sinuses, sorry, people. Um, Disney, we don't need to support them. And these are repeat offenders and Coca-Cola too. And if you look up, actually it's four. If you look up those four, actually five, Nestle. Sorry, let me, let me run that again. Nestle, Coca-Cola, um, McDonald's, Starbucks, and Disney for Gaza. But not just Gaza, because what people need to realize, there are so many similarities with the world's open, largest open prison. I mean, largest prison, but it's open right? So many similarities there and here. Now, let me tell you something else, particularly about these companies. Here's two, some things to consider, especially when you're thinking about, well, how the fuck am I going to survive without my Starbucks? Or, oh my God, how am I going to do this? You know, I, I work and I, you know, McDonald's. Let me tell you something. If you like your food, knowing that you're eating genocide and drinking it, that's for you, right? The fact of the matter is you have to hit these people where it hurts. You don't want to go to the rallies. All right, I get it. You know, not everybody want to go back out, seasons changing, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, whatever your rationale, that's fine. Follow the money, though. Follow the money, right? These people are making millions. They're poisoning our communities anyway. What they're giving you isn't healthy, and they treat their workers like shit and pay them crap. So... These companies in particular is not just one thing. That's the thing with the companies that I just named, right? There are others on the list, but as said on the pod, you know, do what you can. The three main, main, main ones right now is McDonald's, Starbucks, and Disney. If you can handle not having Coca-Cola and you could squeeze in, you know, not doing the Nestle, that's fine. I saw Puma, Adidas up there. I know some people have sneakers. They didn't say go burn all your stuff that you have. Let me just verify that part, right? Don't get beside yourself. You can keep what you have. They're just saying abstain from funding these people more because what they're doing is wrong, right? These people are without aid. I mean, children are dying. How much more needs to happen? I, I don't get it. I genuinely, genuinely don't get it. And that's what also aggravates me when I see these whitewashed movements where they cherry pick who represent us or we have people in office who only show up to certain things. It's very, very aggravating, man, because you're not representing everybody. You're really not. But what we as black and brown people, in my opinion, need to do a better job of, we need to do like what Three Fifths does. Go on the fucking New York Independent and read some hell. Let me read a quote from his comment because I want you all to go find it and read it. Negro and Latino politicians are nothing more than butlers and maids for white control Democratic Party here in Connecticut. Facts. There are Negro politicians who would like to use their Negro people for selfish greed and throw them behind any crook with money. Negro politicians of this type have sold their Negro brothers to suffering and shame for self-elevation with the crook, said by Elijah Muhammad.
These Negroes do not want liberation. They're trying to crawl back on the plantation, said by Malcolm X. Facts, right? So if you're part of something and you look left and right, you realize, wait a minute, why am I here? I don't know as much. You know, I'm not the one. Ask the damn question, man. Challenge that shit. You could challenge the narrative. You don't have to do it. If an 18-year-old could come on a podcast and admit that he had a, a come-into-himself moment and he realized, yo, these people not for me no more, you could do it too. You want to say anything to that? No, 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 no questions. And, uh, you know, I was looking at it just not to get off the track. My friend Lopez just said the thing, you know, the fact that Nikki was saying, and he put up alternatives to McDonald's, buy from local, local shops. Bodegas that serve coffee. He said, "Go to places that the, the bottom line you make." Exactly. Or you put at the bottom, you stay away from Burger King, Pizza Hut. Yeah, that's why I said he's in New York, like you said, New Yorker. They they're a little different. They're, their track train is already running. That's facts. They're sisters to me. No, no. I mean, I agree with that. I'm not supporting these people. That's why I said, our or you know, our people. We are boycotting. We are promoting the boycott. Because you could find an alternative. Go to BJ's and buy your own damn fries and make them, man. Right? Or support the local businesses. See? No. Boycott the damn fight. You don't need to watch Fox News. Don't give Fox News any business. They don't do our community any favors either. So you see, for those of you... Black and brown people who are still saying, why should I support Gaza? The only person who sounds ignorant when you say that is yourself. Trust me. Do your research first, right? And if, you know, you are in a position of power and you haven't spoken out yet, it says a lot. And the people are seeing it. So don't be surprised when we don't show up for you. Just We're just saying that out loud, right? I mean, why? Why should we? Is, is like Fifa said, butlers and maids, right? What has stopped any of these legislators from making a statement? Why isn't anybody standing up and saying, we do not support this type of funding? Come on, man. Don't listen. They're not giving it to you. They're not giving it to you. Right? I don't know who lie and tell you they're giving it to you, but they're not giving it to you. You understand? Get out of that, man. Well, we're about to wrap up. Before we close out, man, you have any closing thoughts on what I... Yeah. Um, I just want to echo out the lack of um, advocacy or even just any type of statements um, from our elected officials. Right? Um, I think in those positions you absolutely have the moral obligation to make statements on these types of scenarios right and your silence says so much more so even though they think you know oh no one's gonna notice my silence oh trust me It'll say so much more than anything you could possibly do, right? So I am I am disappointed in in the uh, the lack of statements that our elected officials uh, have made. Um, with that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know uh, there will be fights, there will be movements. Where sacrifice is needed. Um, for those of you who are committed, full throttle, to these movements and these and and uh, to these issues, uh, who are willing to commit those sacrifices, uh, I, I want to personally say that um, you're amazing. You're amazing. Know that your sacrifices uh, don't go unnoticed, right? Um, 
and for the people who are very passionate about those very same issues and movements, but you can't make the sacrifices. Know that there are a million other things you can do to still aid the movement. Um, and you are equally amazing, okay? And I don't want to discredit anyone. The fact that you're in the movement and you're doing action is more than enough already. You know, you're doing more than a lot of other people. So you're amazing. Um, on the topic of tokenization, as we covered in this episode, like I said, you could very well be one of those people that are being tokenized. And uh, it could be laid out right in front of you and you'll still, you still won't believe it, right? Uh, I only urge for you to reflect as much as you can, right? Think about why you're doing what you're doing, who's supporting you, who's in that circle, right? And just think about it. Just analyze, okay? Try to see any patterns, all right? Um, because you should be doing what you're doing because you want to do it, because you believe in the agenda, because you are putting your own message out there, not someone else's, okay? That, that is what I urge for you, and that is what I want for you. Um, and as always, listen, everyone who is doing the things that you are doing to help make someone's day tomorrow better, I applaud you. I thank you. I am grateful for you. Uh, if no one else tells you, you are amazing. We believe in you. I don't even have to know you, but I believe in you. Um, and there will be people like me, three-fifths CJ, and so many others on the front line. You'll see us doing what we do best in each of our own capacities. As for me, I'll be out there on the front line getting on someone's nerve. It's, uh, it's my reputation. It's a good one. I'll keep it. Uh, I hope the day that I run for elected office, that I gain your support, that I earn it. That's the number one thing I've always wanted to stay stay true to. Don't support me just because. Support me because I've earned it, because I've earned support. And if I haven't earned your support, please let me know how can I. All right? I don't ever want just blind support. Okay, there's a difference. All right? So I hope that the day I run for elected office, I have earned your support or I can earn your support. Okay, um, with that, let us remember the lives that to this day are continuously being lost in the conflict over there in the Israel-Palestine conflict. Let us pray for those who are spiritual, for the children, and the many other innocent lives that have been taken. Okay, and just hope, 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 hope that we can end this conflict soon because it is horrendous, the reality that so many are living out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Manny. It's always a pleasure to have you here, and I hope people listen and learn. You know, our young people have so much to teach us, and we have so much to teach them, but we won't do that if we don't stop and take a minute to take it in. Sometimes our own arrogance leads us to places we shouldn't be in, Three-fifths, before we close out, any closing thoughts? Well, as always, the young warrior has said it all. And I'll also say just one thing, though. For those that are up there, just remember, if it wasn't for the extremists that's on this show here and in the streets, you wouldn't even be there. Ooh. Just had to add the salt and pepper on it. That's why we love you being here. If you all wouldn't mind, I'd like you all to join me in a moment of silence for those um,
Oh Allah, rectify the affairs of those in Palestine and in every place. O Lord of majesty and bounty. Amen. You know, I thank you all for taking the time to be here and all that you do. It is so greatly appreciated. Manny, I can't thank you enough for being so open and transparent. That was really strong. And I appreciate you for doing that with us. That was really great. And three-fifths, as always, the warrior you are. When this man show up, he just show up. That's all I have to tell you all. Make sure you all read that episode, that, that episode, that article in the New Haven. It is an episode, actually. In the New Haven Independent today, it is an episode. <laughs> it really is. You know, um, Deb's Double Down on Four Year is the title of it. Take a look at that. All right. So wherever you are, whoever you're with, I want you all to do me a favor. Be nice to each other. Be grateful that you got to wake up and complain. Some people don't have that option. Some people wish they could just do that right? So it mightn't be much. And I know that because I, <laughs> Jano, I'll tell you what, I'm so broke or somebody robbed me, they'll give me back my wallet. So, and it's also expensive to be poor here. So that doesn't help in Connecticut. You know, <laughs> let me crack it up. But be nice to each other, okay? Try. Take a breath, take it in. You know, some, you know, some things will be a little harder than others. I know that we'll have our ups and downs and in-betweens. But try to spend most of that time being grateful, right? And show up for each other. And if you can't get out there, just like, continue to like, share, and subscribe. We can't thank you enough for that. Thank you so much. We really, truly appreciate your support and empowerment and encouragement. Well, that's all for now. Fist up, smile on. Peace.